Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. Oh my gosh, you guys, we are really seriously enjoying our time with you this summer. And I know it's been crazy. Wait, what? Ashley, it's summer? (laughs) It is. It's summer. Did you think we were still in April? No, girl, I thought it was March 13th. That's the last time I looked at the calendar. So, (laughs) exactly. No one knows what day. Did we have Easter? Did we have Easter? We did. We had Easter in our houses. Wait, was there a Mother's Day in there too? There was. Not not that I got anything or or, um, was able to do anything fun, but yes, there was a Mother's Day in there. Did you not get anything? Because I didn't get anything either. You didn't get anything? Let's talk about this, people. Well, it was purposeful because my husband is usually on it. And I know yours is too. But I was like, oh my gosh, just don't buy me anything. I don't want to do anything. I just want like two hours to myself. And it was so funny because Father's Day is this weekend. And he's like, babe, don't do anything. I just want to be alone in a dark room for two hours. And I was like, deal. <laughs> <laughs> so if that tells you anything about how the Abercrombie 2020 is going, now you know. Also, I'm in my house right now. I already told Tiffany this. We moved into our home. It's beautiful. I'm so thrilled. I'm very happy to have a little more space. You guys, the painters are here. And I just had to threaten my children within an inch of their life. Like I had to tell them they will not have a cookie. I will send back the sprinkler I got them from Amazon and that they will not be able to play with their water guns maybe ever again if they get up during nap time because Cody is on a call and I'm recording this podcast with Tiffany. So that is how childcare works in the Abercrombie household. And for those of you who are also like us and have not had a person caring for your kids since February, (sighs) my heart is with you. I am for you. I don't know how we're doing anything that we're doing, but listen, we are bosses, okay? Like, you are a bad ASS, and I'm so proud of you. We can't say that word on here because we are a pure podcast, okay? Purity is supreme on here, and it will affect our ratings. iTunes might um, take us down a notch, so we're not going to have it. But listen, we're a bad ASS, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, we are so thrilled about our topic today because we have... You know, Tiffany reached out this morning about this topic, and I'm so glad that she did. And she has a couple of things she's going to read that we saw on the Twitter. And there oh, is the just so much cultural shame. And we want to mm-hmm. talk about that. We want to talk about how what social media is doing to us, how people are feeling about the shame that social media puts on us, and how we can feel like, gosh, every the whole world is against us, or like we can't do anything right, or like everyone needs to be canceled, which, which let's be real. Some people do need to be canceled, okay? Let's just let's just call it what it is. Some folks need to be canceled. If you disagree, message me. I want to talk about it. But, you know, this is a culture that can be full of shame. And right now we really need people to identify strongly with things that are not shame-based so that people can actually make changes. And so we want yeah. to talk about that today. Yeah. And we know what it feels like on a personal level. And we know that so many of you have messaged us, talked to us about this exact issue. And so we want to we want to talk about it and um, figure out how can we make a way forward for ourselves? How can we stop either participating in this if you find yourself shaming others on social media or in real life, please stop doing that. And if you are on the other end of it, we're like, gosh, I just feel like every post makes me feel nine inches of shame and you keep crawling in a corner and can't do anything. Mm. We want to talk about everything in between those two spaces. <laughs> so, Tiffany, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And I know I joked about March 13th, but I think for many of us, March 13th was a big day. It was the day that it was. It really hit the state's heart of, of coronavirus. And we were all yeah. like, oh my gosh, okay, realign everything we thought life was going to 
going to be like and thus invited all of the opinions right and we all have Come these on. beautiful platforms where we can use them and abuse them yes. and everyone's saying what you should and should not do we went from baking bread to <laughs> wanting to abolish the police very quickly <laughs> In just a matter of weeks. <laughs> so, so true. I mean, we have a range, y'all. We have a range. We That's do. great. That's great. It's pretty That's pretty broad range, but, but yes. Very broad. <laughs> oh, okay. Got focus. But, uh, but I think this idea that y- we instantly felt like, well, here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm managing this, and you should do right. it too. And yeah. I do not think it gives people just the the wherewithal, the time to process mm-hmm. what does this need to look like for me? And, you know, this all goes back to what are you letting inside your brain right now? Yeah, like, come on. Because it's only gotten worse. And I think in the early days, you know, I saw a million and one posts that said, if you're not using this time to hone your craft, if you're not using this time <laughs> to write that bestseller, if you're not using this, which in my personal life, I do hope my book is a bestseller that I wrote during quarantine. So <sighs> Seriously. I, I, I do, and it is. I, I've I read it. it. It's a I bestseller. <laughs> But for most of us, you know, this this is a time to attend to trauma. It is not the time to go do all the things. I mean, I think it's so wise, you know, and we have talked extensively over the past, goodness, nine weeks now, (laughs) 10 weeks of what does it look like to take care of yourself during this time? That is something we're both passionate about in our lives. And and when we're not experts at it, this is why we're processing together in the Why Though community about this, because we so need to be attentive to our minds, our hearts, our spirits, our souls. Because when we allow other people to call the shots, especially through the the Twitter machine, the Facebook machine, the Instagram, the TikTok, all this stuff, (laughs) it is just... It's crazy all the things you can let in to define you. And it's, it's mm. really InfoWars, isn't it, Ashley, of just all this information mm-hmm. out there competing for your attention of this is what's right, this is what you should be doing, this is how you should live your yep. life, this is what you mm-hmm. should believe. Mm-hmm. And I think when you don't step back from that and think, okay, what, what works for me? And mm-hmm. what am I what am I allowing to cause this shame? Like you don't right. you don't get very far with shame, y'all. That doesn't yes. it's not a great driver. I it's agree really with that. this the in the same way that fear is that red flashing light that something's not right, the same could be said of shame. Mm-hmm. When you feel that shame, there's something out of alignment. Yes. And with social media, the hard thing is you whip that sucker open and you have no idea what you're gonna see. You have mm-hmm. no idea what photo is gonna be up. You have no idea what video of what content that nobody should be viewing is going to be on. And I think that we don't even give ourselves a chance to moderate, if you will, what we're seeing because we're just flipping it open, hoping hoping for the best. And then we leave just in from, you know, it leaves us in the sunken place. And we're like, what just happened? What just happened? So I think that it is so wise, not only for us to be mindful of what we're allowing ourselves to see and really – the unfollow button, we've talked about, I mean, maybe it was six, eight months ago we talked about this, but the unfollow button could be your best friend right now. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just the mute button, whatever. But just really yep. giving yourself a chance to be like, what do I believe about this? And also at yes. the, on the flip side of that, what am I putting into the world right now? Yes. What content, what am I saying? What am I commenting on? Not just you posting. What are you commenting on? What are you adding to the conversation right now? Is it helpful? Mm-hmm. Is it holy? Is it inviting? Mm -hmm. Does it speak well of our brothers and sisters who don't live or look like us? Mm -hmm. We've got to ask ourselves because if we are not adding beauty to the conversation, and I get it, beauty can look like conflict. Don't get me wrong. Totally. I'm not saying saying shy away from conflict. I had a a good friend of mine. He posted, he said, he posted this, he's a pastor, um, and he has a predominantly white church. And he said, he posted this thing from Christianity Today um, about Trump and the Bible and that whole thing. 
yeah. there was like a, over 150 comments on it. Wow. And uh uh-huh. and he, you know, people were like, how could you do this? Or why would you say this? Or this is, you know, I have to speak out. You know, you're my pastor, but this is not okay. Or all these things. Oh, right? wow. And, and he said, maybe the, if this is causing more division than unity, maybe this was a bad idea. And I said, reminder, friend. <laughs> I've said his name, but friend for lack of a better term right now because you don't need to know who it is. Um, I said, you know, conflict, uh, conflict avoidance isn't the goal here. That's not the goal. We're not right. trying to avoid conflict. Right. That, that, so don't don't hear us of like, hey, just be a good girl on the internet. Just be a good boy on the internet. That's not what we're <laughs> saying, y'all. That's not what we're saying. Right. I don't want you to hear that the why though girls told you that because that's not what we said. We said be mindful of what yeah. you receive and be mindful of what you give. I really love what you're saying because it is it. we do need to add more thoughtfulness. And this is a time where a lot of people are speaking up and a lot of people are speaking out. One of the things I learned from an organization that I'm a part of, um, that I was a part of in New York, I need to get involved in the Los Angeles chapter, but I've only been here a little bit of time, y'all. But it's white people for black lives. And Mm. one of the things that they talk about and the way that they educate people is, is to call in rather than call out. And you know, there are those times where you just need to say what's true, like this is ridiculous or making a comment on something or helping somebody really understand the harm or hurt that they have caused. But it's this idea that shame doesn't work. So when you call people out and the end game is just to shame them, it's not gonna actually lead someone into a place of transformation. But when you're calling someone in, you're saying this was wrong and this was harmful and here is how it hurt us Mm -hmm. and are you willing to make a change? And when you do that, it opens people up to recognize to recognize how they've hurt and wounded others. And then because of that, you're able to see people actually um, transform. And I really loved that thought process for people. It's like, let's call in instead of call out because shame is very often removed and detached from relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's an important thing to remember. That's why it feels so bad is because, you know, when you're scrolling on social media and somebody's telling you at the beginning of the quarantine that you need to live your life a certain way and use this time really wisely. And you're like, okay, I guess so. But now I'm suddenly I'm a homeschool mom and I work from home with my husband and we only have two rooms and like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not my best self. Hello. Then you can feel a whole lot of shame because you're very detached from that person. You don't have a relationship with that person, but they, they are an influence in your life. Maybe a thought leader in your life. Maybe you've enjoyed some of their content, but now you feel shamed by that. There's no relationship there. That's a call out, not a call in. (laughs) And the same with what Tiffany's talking about her pastor, I mean, not her pastor, but a pastor posting something like this, this, photo of our president, which we've talked about this before on why though, you know, that's one of those things that people don't like to talk about, or or it's very divisive. It's like suddenly everything is very partisan, just because you're saying that, hey, this weird photo op where he had to walk through, you know, we had to remove protesters, not Mm -hmm. very peacefully with tear gas, just so he could have a photo op that the church didn't even know was happening. No one from the White House let them know this, this photo op was happening, hold up a Bible and then walk back into the White House. It's like, does why does anyone not think that's weird? It's like, it's fine if you want to like be on the side of the president. If that is your choice and that's your decision, that's one thing. But to get mad and angry at people who are like, hey, this isn't the best use of the Christian faith, or hey, this isn't the best way to hold up a, a prop. Like, that's not what the Bible is. It's not what our faith stands for. That's a nonpartisan statement. It's not like, hey, suddenly you're a liberal leftist social justice warrior just because you said something like this. Right, <laughs> like, actually, right. that's just weird, period. You know, it's okay to acknowledge that. That's not shameful. But I just wanted to point out that a lot of the reasons we feel so much shame when it comes to social media or it comes to some of the conversations we're having is that they are very um, binary and then they are very detached from relationship. 
And so we've got to be careful and intentional and thoughtful about what is our motivation in sharing and what is our motivation in talking about something publicly. And especially if you're a leader, it carries a different weight. So I just think, you know, what we're talking about is so important. There's no one I've seen during this quarantine and during this very difficult time of civil unrest that has not struggled with this issue or has not felt shame at some point throughout the process, (laughs) either because they don't know enough, they're not smart enough, they don't feel like they're doing it right, they don't feel like anything's going that well. Like there's a million reasons why we feel that but turn back to relationship (laughs) i love how you added the element of how we have politicized everything that's happened since you know end of february beginning of march we have politicized and it's like whoa whoa wait Mm -hmm. a second put on the brakes Mm -hmm. we're all human beings we all have human hearts and emotions and feelings and we're all struggling together and i think that that is first of all it's just dangerous it it, that is divisive when what you said of like instantly somebody's marked in one category and one political party simply because they disagreed right. with um, an act of the president. Yes. Rich Velotis, he is pastor of a church in New York City. He said this, the exhausting but important work pastors have is helping the people we lead move beyond enmeshment with the political figures they support. Come people on. are so enmeshed that it's hard to distinguish political figures from themselves. And so mm. just that idea of as we process right now, and I think we're getting real loud on the internets as we're clearly really trying to talk about today, but I think that um, this idea when you add that political layer, it can yeah. get real dangerous real fast because then it, does. it feels like somebody is attacking your values or, or, or you know, you feel like you're, you don't really feel like you're attacking somebody's values, but they're perceiving it that way. Right. And, the, and then the shame just spirals out of control, right, Ashley? I feel like yeah, it just goes, um, what something that felt like, oh, this feels off to something like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. You're dead to me, you know? Yep. And and you've said this a couple times on Why Though, Ashley, of like that friend that you loved in real life, but you could not stand on the internet. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's, it's quick so to true. become that way, right? With all this it is. quote yes. unquote public discourse, it's like, well, mm-hmm. if, if, if you, if, if we're coming at this where we are married to our ideas in such a way that we are not willing to be learners, yeah. then that's the issue. I think that's yes. where we've got to look at, like, I won't be shamed by somebody, but how can I look at what they're saying and be a learner if there's yeah. something of value to learn? I love that. And yeah, it's so true. I mean, some people get very vocal with name calling and different things like that on the internet. And it's pretty wild. Like they may not even know you. They may may make judgments and assumptions about you. I know that certainly happened to me several times in the last couple of years where somebody read something that I wrote on a post and it, it directly affected or they felt like it went against their personal identity and convictions as a Christian. And they have reached out to my boss. They have reached <gasps> out to my pastors. They have <laughs> gossiped about me. They have talked about me. Like, and so I think that that's when you're running into some really dangerous space where it's like, first of all, aren't you grown? Like, are you really <laughs> over 40 reporting things back to people mm. who have already seen them in the first place? And so I think it's really important for us to go, whoa, why am I acting like a child on the internet? Why am I gossiping about people? Why do I feel like my way is the best way? And so I should put it out there for everybody else. And if they don't like it, I'm going to police everything they do. And so I think it's really interesting to see like how the 
internet can sometimes reduce us to the worst version of ourselves. On the flip side, like Tiffany talked about earlier, it can also bring out the best versions of ourselves when we have these nuanced conversations, when we have opportunity for hope, when we have opportunity for encouragement, when we have opportunity to take a stand together, stand in solidarity with other people together. I think it can be, it can demonstrate the power mm-hmm. of humanity together. So it doesn't, it's not all bad, but I think Correct. this sort of shame inducing um, media rhetoric, rhetoric is something to run away from. It's the reason that I only read transcripts. Like I don't actually um, watch <laughs> the news and the things I do watch would be like, uh, the things I do read would be like NPR, Associated Press. Like I try mm-hmm. to stay f- away from things that feel very um, partisan or very uh, inflammatory, right? Inflammatory, like just, clickbait. Ugh. Yes. Ooh, and it's just yeah. gross. And you can tell it's gross. And for me, I just want to run. And whenever there's a big speech, I always read transcripts because I'm like, I don't want to read all the shame that comes afterward on the internet and make my assumptions and judgments based off of that. Yeah. And so I think it's the same. Like, how are we suspending judgment and how are we offering compassion and how are we um, walking with the God of mercy, you know, in this season and in, in this time? It's so important that we do that. Absolutely. And I think one uh, another way we can do that is um, if we've found a good resources to help solve the issue because whatever we're posting about how can we solve it right yeah how can we compassionately move Mm -hmm. the ball down the field so if it's posting resources i you know i'm hardly on facebook personally but i still have a lot of people on facebook that i interact with and locally Mm -hmm. you know whereas instagram is a little more national international feel and facebook is more hyper local um i've i've committed to posting resources like hey here's resources you can um, use to really understand what racial reconciliation is all about. Here's resources that you can process with your kids. Here's resources for X, Y, and Z. Or here's these experts who are talking about this because you don't need to listen to me talk about this. You need to listen to them talk about this. So good. Um, Yes. And Instagram, same. And just using whatever platform I do have. And y'all, y'all got a platform. Don't act like just because we're got a podcast or writing books or whatever that we everybody in this day and age has some sort of platform it just is the way we're living our lives so how can you steward that how can you use that for for the greater good not not to shame others Gosh, I love what you're saying because it's so helpful. And I do love that about your different platforms that you use. And I love being your friend in this way because that is a a great example of how not to be a shame-based person who's posting things because it's like, I actually want to be helpful to you. So yes, I have strong convictions. Yes, I will say what I think, you know, even if it makes people upset. But at the same time, I want to be helpful. Like, hey, you don't agree with me? Cool. Can I recommend these things? Just see see what happens when you do it. And I do the same thing. And even if it's a political identity that's different than mine, I'm willing to look from their perspective and see like, okay, this, this, maybe what I thought was right about this isn't right. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, something else I love about you, Tiffany, and I know I'm taking it to Bible and it might seem like a weird connection, but here we go. I love that when you teach some of the Bible stories about women, whether it's in your books or you're teaching a message, I love that you always pull out the truth of that narrative. Like, you know, whether it's someone that is usually taught as a promiscuous promiscuous woman in the Bible, you know how to teach it where it's like, no, because women didn't have rights. And here's actually what happened. (laughs) And I feel like you do such a beautiful job of that, of pulling, peeling back layers and laying out context and talking about nuance. And I think sometimes in our digital age, in this difficult time that we're living in, it can be so easy to make everything um, good or bad, black or white, and just sort of like Mm. divide everything into different corners. And I think we really need to be leaders in this conversation where it's like, no, it's not 
that. It's nuanced. It's more complex. Yep. There are things here that you don't see because of your own personal context, or there are things mm-hmm. here that you think just because someone told you to think them and not because they're actually true. And so I think that's really important. Like it, it's a good time to be so self-reflective. And yeah. then um, one more thing I wanted to share is just, I told Tiffany this before we got on here, but I have um, a dear friend in my life and she and I were talking on the phone a couple of weeks ago and she was just sharing how shame had been like eating up her life when it came to the internet <laughs> because since the beginning of the quarantine she was just feeling like she couldn't like it which way is it is it i need to stay home and rest and not do anything it's fine to just do, be in my trauma and like get a therapist or do i need to like write a bestseller and get a six-pack and then it transitioned <laughs> directly into who she should be on the internet when it comes to social change and justice and she's trying to figure out her voice and her place and so because of that you know she felt shamed that she wasn't doing enough or maybe she was doing too much and so it really made me just stop and think like how many of our listeners right now like how many of you are out there thinking gosh I feel so much shame I feel like I'm not doing enough I feel like I'm not getting it right or I feel like I'm doing too much or I am too much and we just are all struggling with this sort of balance and back to what Tiffany shared earlier it's figuring out who's influencing you Mm -hmm. and who's making you feel that way and do you need that voice in your life is that an important voice in your life or a voice that you can let go of because right now what we do not need is is shame upon shame because like that does not bring change and it does not bring health or wholeness or healing or life or relationship or joy to our lives yeah and so we can feel free about letting go of some of those influences that might be directly impacting us in a very negative way amen and it doesn't negate the work we still got to do the work and grow as a human being in relationships yes um, as we look understand what it looks like for our brown and black brothers and sisters to have equality we're saying if there's some guilt nagging because you don't you feel like you're like oh i don't know what's going on i don't know well then then learn like let's do the work come on but that shame that shame that's a big big difference so we're here for y'all have some Mm -hmm. freedom and give yourself grace people yes grace for the journey grace for the journey you need it we need it Yes. yes so good Oh, we're here for you. We believe in you yes. and we're praying for you. And we we are always here for your shout outs on Instagram and Facebook. And tell us what you're learning. Tell us what you're liking. Yes. And we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.